There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, Start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present. In select states, gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is our first ever show here on Spotify Live and for those of you who have been with us in the green room days or even the locker room days, nothing has changed. Same platform, same fun. And I thought it was the perfect night to do one of these bad boys because there was a whole lot cooking in New York sports. You had the Yankees in action tonight. You had the Mets in action tonight. And then, of course, you had the playing showdown for the Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And... You kind of got the game I expected to see. Let's be honest. You look at the final score and you see 115 to 108. It's misleading. It's misleading in many ways because of the fact that the Nets were never at a point or in a position in this game where you felt like they could lose. They were up by 20 points. Kyrie Irving goes 10 for 10 to start the game. Kevin Durant's up to his usual tricks. Brown gave you really good minutes, giving you 18, 9, and 8. And I know Darius Garland goes off. I know you get some window dressing from the Cavaliers. But ultimately, the Nets do exactly what they are supposed to do in this game. They win. They win going away. They win comfortably. And now the stage is set for the Celtics and the Nets starting on Sunday, which I think is going to be a fantastic, 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 fantastic series. Boston's had a great regular season. Boston has been the better team throughout the regular season. But the Nets have Kevin Durant and have Kyrie Irving. Will the Williams injury be too much for Boston? Will that end up being the difference in this series? That could very well be the case. I would not underestimate the Celtics at all going into this series, folks. They're really gritty. They're really spunky. They're well-coached. That's a damn good Celtic team. Uh, I will unveil my pick for the series on Thursday, but I can tell you without hesitation, I know what side I will be on. I know who I am riding with. It is an easy, easy call for me. I will be on a certain team. You're going to have to wait and see who that certain team may be, but the Nets, to their credit, did what they needed to do tonight. No nonsense, no frills. Going to the playoffs. Now they don't have to play a win-or-go-home game on Friday. Take it, move on, and away we go. Now, the baseball today. Good night, all things considered, for the New York baseball locals. 
I got to start with my main man, Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez has a swag about him. He has a bravado about him. There's a little Louis Tion. I said this on SNY. I know the younger audience is probably like, JJ, who the hell is Louis Tion? He's got a little Al Duque to his name. In an era in which you got dudes galore trying to throw as hard as they can, basically trying to throw, you know, high fastballs up in a zone. That's the only pitch they throw in and the wipeout splitter. Nesta Cortez legitimately knows how to pitch. That's so refreshing and so nice to see. Nesta Cortez knows how to pitch. That's a really good Toronto Blue Jays lineup. He shut them down. Yankee Bats did what they needed to do. Hicks, a lot of people have been ragging on him. Two-run homer. But the bigger takeaway for me, it is Glaber. It is LeMay. Two hits apiece. If the Yankees are going to be the team that I want them to be this year, those two guys have to be a part of it more often than not. So for me to see Glaber with two hits, great sign. To see LeMayu with two hits, great sign. Now, Boone's got to be careful with the bullpen. It's probably my first Aaron Boone critique of the year. I've actually been pretty nice first couple games. Boone's got to let Nesta Cortez pitch. Can he let him pitch beyond 70, for goodness sakes? And I know that these guys are on strict caps, pitch count, whatever. Let him pitch. You got all these games in a row. You're going to burn out your bullpen. Your bullpen is going to be shot. So that bothered me. But the bullpen was fantastic. From Holmes to Miguel Castro, who I like. And then you had little Isaac and Chapman to finish it up. Good win for the Yankees. Needed after back-to-back losses. Good sign after back-to-back losses. Get one in the next two games. I'm not even greedy. Cole, big star for him tomorrow. After the excuses on opening day, after getting shelled in the first inning. And remember, Cole pitched like trap against Toronto last year. Can I see Garrett Cole follow up with Tyone did on Monday, follow up with Cortez did on Tuesday, and go and give me a big performance? Cole Barrios on Wednesday night. Juicy game. Now, from a Mets perspective, and I got Cole's galore. If you're wondering how to get in on Spotify Live, request to speak. I got the cue. We make it happen. We take it from there. But how about Tyler McGill? My goodness. Tyler McGill in a rotation that needs Tyler McGill. With no Jacob DeGrom, with Taiwan Walker out and hurt, he has two outstanding starts in a row. Outstanding, outstanding starts. Great velocity. Good lineup. Can't even say, oh, is the lineup he faced. Phillies to hit. And to have that effort after what happened last night, four-run lead, eighth inning, Rodriguez and Lugo flush it right down the toilet. You needed to pick me up. Now, you don't win this game without Drew Smith. That is true. You don't win this game without Diaz. I can't believe I'm saying it. Diaz with some stones, striking out Harper, striking out Hoskins. Big pitching. It's a cool win for the Mets. Lindor with an RBI hit late. You love seeing that. Lindor is feeding off this manager. I don't think there's any question about it. And that's a really good sign if you're the Mets. He is completely dialed in. I expect him to be productive. I expect him to be a factor all damn year. Dialed in. But Tyler McGill is the story. Mets need to pick me up. They got to pick me up. All right. All in all, good day. Rough one for the Rangers. Good Carolina team. But how about Kreider? Kreider with 50 goals on the season. The Eastern Conference playoffs in the NHL. And listen, I'm not a regular season hockey guy. I'll be the first to admit I am not a regular season hockey guy. I'm going to be nuts going into the playoffs with the Rangers coming in a couple of weeks. Those are going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Can't wait to break those down. All right, we got calls galore. I had to give you my spiel off the top. If you're new to Spotify Live, that's what we do around here. I talk, then you guys talk. And I promise, we'll get to you all. Billy, who is probably fired up about his Brooklyn Nets, joins us. Hello, Billy. How we doing, pal? Oh, boy, am I fired up. Oh, boy, am I fired up. Five in a row heading into the playoffs. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing, JJ. Well, you're playing your best basketball of the year. It's about damn time. It's put up a shut-up time for your Nets, so you love to see that. How about Irving starting off this game? Billy, I know you end up winning by seven. There was, but Billy, let's be real. There was never a point in this game, even when the Nets were fooling around a little bit in the fourth quarter, 
where I actually thought there was a legitimate chance they could lose. Never for a moment. I'm not a Never. religious guy. Madon thing with Tyree. It's a thing. And, and, and those 10, I think he went 10 for 10 in the first half. That last shot of the first half with four and a half seconds left, he's being double teamed, triple teamed, and he just hits, he just hits from this crazy. I could not believe it. Here's the thing. In that Indiana game, I loved the blueprint that KD laid down with his career high in assists. Those 16 assists is what I want to see because when KD or Kyrie can get it going, fantastic, beautiful, work of art. We're going to win every game. But when they don't and they just shoot shot after shot after shot after shot after shot and no one else has even had the chance to get going, that's when we get in trouble. So I love seeing KD distribute the ball and letting the other guys get going. So even if they don't, it's still working. We still have something to work with. I would agree with that take. And I'll give you another assessment, Billy. The fact that Drummond gave you a very solid 16-8 and tonight, good sign. You are going to need Drummond in the series coming up against the Boston Celtics. They need to have some sort of interior presence if they're going to find a way to win that series. Great, great sign. Distributing Durant, getting 11 assists. Big effort from Brown. And Drummond going and giving you a 16 and 8. Really good to see. Really good. Let me just let me just say, my my when, when that trade went down, I called you and I said, Drummond is the X factor in this trade. He's a defensive piece and a defensive body that this team has really been missing. And he's been proving it time after time after time. And let's just say we might have a little X factor coming back in the next round. I don't know. I hear the rumors. I see the videos. I like it, JJ. I like it. I'm not going to get over enthused about it, but I already am. So... (laughs) Billy, don't get too giddy. I mean, the idea that you're expecting. Come on, bro. Listen, you want to tell me you're giddy about tonight? That's fine. Appreciate the call. You could be giddy about tonight. Kyrie, Durant, Brown, Drummond, fine. Be giddy about tonight. Expecting anything out of Ben Simmons, who has not played a game since the Atlanta second round series for Philadelphia? Come on. You better not. You better not. Bradley joins us. He's up next. What's up, Bradley? Uh, JJ, really good to talk to you again. My pleasure. Big night. We got to get the big guns out. That's what I'm talking about, Bradley. What's up, dude? Sir, hey, JJ, I saw your tweet, too, about uh, Nestor coming out early. I mean, let me tell you something. Let the guy pitch. I mean, what are you doing? Come on. Let the guy go. I mean, you need to, like, give your bullpen, like, just a tiny little breathing room. Just, like, let him go one more inning at least. But I'll tell you, I was really impressed with what, from what Nestor delivered tonight. Farrow the stash, man. Yeah, listen, he knows how to pitch. He has a craftiness to his game. He has this sort of cool, calm, collected demeanor, but he's confident. He's not shook. I saw that last year at Fenway Park. He did not get rattled. He pitched a lot of big games for the Yankees, delivered for them down the stretch. Listen, he earned the spot in this rotation this year. I am glad he's a part of this rotation this year. And Bradley, I think he's going to be all year. I don't think it's a fluke what we saw out of Nesta Cortez. Now, listen. I don't think he's a number one or a number two starter. He is a solid three or four who complements what else the Yankees have cooking where they have a lot of hard throwers. Nice having a guy who could be crafty from time to time. Yeah, he's definitely like an X factor in my in my personal opinion on the team. And I just want to comment on the lineup too. I mean, when you have LeMayu, like you said before, like when you have LeMayu and Labor both hitting at the same time, that's a good problem to have because let's face I mean, there's like a lot of guys on this team that like are like everyday players. And, you know, it, it's just like we saw it like in the last couple of games, like who do you sit and who you start, like who you DH just to get everybody in the lineup and get their fair share of fits. But I think it's just a good problem to have if you're Aaron Boone. And I, I just wanted your thoughts on that. The Yankees' best lineup, Bradley, appreciate it as always, is going to feature both LeMayu and Torres. And to me, the odd man out, is either going to be Aaron Hicks or it's going to be Joey Gallo. Now, Higgy had an unbelievable spring training. He has done nothing the first five games of the year. No surprise. Don't expect much offense out of the catcher spot. Connor Falefa, to me, is going to be on a short leash because of what the Yankees have down in AAA, Peraza and Volpe. If Connor Falefa is hitting 230 with no power, 
Do not be surprised if one of those guys is up come June or July. But the early takeaways from the Yankee season, lineup's going to be better. And the guys who, to me, have to be in there more often than not in big games, Rizzo, LeMayu, Torres, Donaldson, Judge, Stanton, Catcher. They got to be in there at all times in big games. You know, time to time, you want to get a day off here, a day off there, so be it. Big games, those guys got to play. Now, I know this guy went to the Ranger game with my main man, Sal Akata. Justin in Fort Park, I'm happy to know and to hear that my guy Sal, who I work with every night over at SNY, pays his debts. I'm happy to hear that. He's a good man. He had a good time. I mean, I wish it was a better result. I know he had to leave a little bit uh, to join you for the show, but we had a good time. Uh, listen, I'm happy the Yankees won tonight. Um, let's see if Cole can step up tomorrow. Big start for Cole tomorrow, Justin. I'm not saying he's got to go and win the game. I can't have Garrett Cole knocked out of the game after three innings, after giving up four or five runs. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. And I looked at this lineup, because I'm watching highlights now, of it, and I like this lineup. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, if you got to rotate between Gallo and Hicks, let's do that. Let's just roll this lineup as is. Yeah, I mean, to me, Rizzo, I'm glad that Boone did the right thing today and DH'd Anthony Rizzo. And he didn't sit Anthony Rizzo. He's hot. He's had good at-bats. He's making things happen. Let's not be putting him on the bench and basically naturally cooling him down. Donaldson's grit and the way he approaches the game is refreshing to watch. The guy gives a shit, dude. That's the best way to phrase it with Josh Donaldson. He cares. Every at-bat when he doesn't get a hit. It's like an O'Neal-like intensity, which is great to see. And I understand why the Yankees mentioned, shit, I was lacking from this team over the last couple of years. But today, it's about LeMayu and it's about Torres. If the Yankees are going to be a big team this year, both of those guys got to bounce back and both of those guys got to hit. Yeah, I thought definitely LeMayu would bounce back. And listen, Torres looks like he is. And just keep him at second base, and I think that's where he belongs. Uh, but I'm with you. If, if IKF is not hitting by Memorial Day, you got to bring these guys up. Yeah, one of the young kids. Listen, you got a lot of faith. You got a lot of confidence. And not only Volpe, they like Peraza a lot too. Maybe a great opportunity. Listen, we'll have that conversation in June. You know, because remember though, Justin, let's be fair. Didi Gregorius got off to a terrible start with the Yankees. Terrible start. But guess what? They brought in Didi Gregorius with the expectation that he was going to be the long-term shortstop. They have not had that same feel with kind of Falefa, who's far more of a utility type guy. But I don't want to hear anything with service time, all this bullshit. Just fucking do it, man. Bring them up. Stop with this crap. Oh, you know, I don't want to do it yet. Do the service. Just listen, if this guy can't hack in here, bring him up. Just do it. You don't have to have 16 pitchers on this team. I'm sorry. Um, you're gonna see that change, Justin. I would say probably within the next two to three weeks. They have all these games in a row. And that was my issue with Boone with taking Cortez out. I know they're on strict pitch counts. I get all that. But you got all these games in a row, and you got the bottom of the order up, and he's in 70 pitches. Let him go. Let him pitch, for goodness sakes. And one last thing on the Nets. Listen, great win for them, but if they ain't playing no defense, they got no shot against Boston. Okay, they'll lose that series. Because Boston, listen, Boston gets after it. They play really good defense. Tatum gets buckets at the end of these games. Brown gets buckets at the end of these games. Smart is going to be a pain in the ass and is going to play unbelievable defense. I think the opening betting line, Justin, which is Nets minus 120 is a fair line. But I do think there are going to be a lot of folks out there who see value in the team that was much better throughout the regular season. And that was Boston. Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I got to see this coach for Boston, see how he does, because, you know, it's his first time in the playoffs. But I, I still just think too much Tatum, too much Brown is going to be too much for the Nets to defend. But uh, it's going to be an interesting series. But I think uh, six, seven games for the Celtics. Yeah, listen, I think when you're going through the most intriguing first-round series, appreciate the call, Justin. Nets-Celtics, and to me, Nuggets and Warriors, they're going to be the most appealing first-round series. Hands down. Chris is up next. He joins us. Hello, Chris. How we doing, buddy? Hey, can you hear me? I got you, Chris. What's happening, brother? Sorry about that. I just had a quick question. Um, yeah, so what do you think? Like, all right. The Yankees have an embarrassment of riches, it seems like, in certain positions. Do you see a certain trade that could be made later on with, you know, maybe Gallo? And um, also, I had another question real quick. Uh, which New York franchise do you think is run the best? That's all. Two interesting questions, Chris. Appreciate the call. 
the most well-run New York franchise, I got to give the Islanders credit. I know they're not going to go to the playoffs this year, but with Lamarillo and with Trotz, they've been in the playoffs every single year. They know what they're doing. I got to give the Yankees respect over the long term. I mean, the Yankees haven't had a losing year since 1992. So I think by default, they kind of have to be mentioned. Despite the frustration amongst fans over the last 12 to 13 years, they got to be mentioned. As far as the Yankees making a trade, look, this is going to be the team for the next couple of months. When we get to June, when we get to July, we'll see where we're at. You'll see how Joey Gallo is performing. You'll see what the state of the rotation may be. How does Severino hold up? Like, let the season marinate a little bit, and then come June, July, you'll start thinking about trade. And I think the Yankees will be very aggressive. That, that would be my personal guess. They'll be very, very aggressive in trying to make moves, as they should be. Matthew is up next. He joins us here on this, what, Tuesday evening? I think it's a Tuesday. What's up, Matty? How we doing, bud? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Matt, all is good. What's up, pal? Not much. Great win tonight for the Yanks. Um, definitely agree with you. I think this is their A lineup. The only thing I don't understand is how are they going to get DJ and Torres in the lineup together every night? Um, I think it's easier than you think because you can mix and match with off days, Matthew. I'm letting you go there. I got a little feedback in the air. I think you got the, uh, the Barkley sound going in the background. It felt good. But you'll find a way to get them at bats. And remember, it's a long season. Guys are going to get hurt. They're going to go down. But in big games, I want, like tomorrow, when the Yankees are playing the Blue Jays, if LeMayu and Torres are not in the lineup, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be pissed off. Now the question is, who sits? Are you going to sit Aaron Hicks after Aaron Hicks just hit a home run tonight? You're not going to sit Gallo again, are you? Against the righty, I mean, he's got to be in there. Rizzo. You can't have Rizzo on the bench against Barrios. That would make no sense. All right. The legend, Jeff Money, is in the house. He joins us. Hello, Jeff Money. Hey, JJ. What's going on? Money, good evening. How are you? Good, sir. Good, good. good. So far, it's put tonight. You know, I had the Rangers also. They were looking great at the start there. We lost. What was the line? I didn't see the line in that Ranger game. What was the line? The, they were actually, I think I got them at plus 105 when I put it in early in the morning. So, you know, we lost that one. So, basically, that was like a coin flip, even money type game. I'm sweating out. I'm sweating out the Timberwolves right now as we speak. That's what I'm sweating out. I got minus three on that. I'm with you. That one and Townsend got five fouls, so we're a little bit. It's gonna be a little bit tough here. That one. Well, listen, they played better in this game without Carl Anthony Towns. Let's be honest. They got back in this game in the second quarter with his ass on the bench. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we, we got a shot in that one. The other game I had, I had the Yankees tonight. That was a nice one. As did I, and I thought that was a good play. Public was on the Blue Jays. The line closed a little under one thirty. And Cortez is good. Mark this down, Jeff. I haven't looked at lines for tomorrow yet because I, you know, was watching the games and I did a little TV. Now I'm chatting with you guys. The Yankees are going to be so overvalued tomorrow with Garrett Cole on the mound. Like that price is going to be way too hefty. I bet my bet is the Yankees are minus like 155 tomorrow, and I wouldn't touch that game. I wouldn't go anywhere near that game if the Yankees are laying 150-155. No chance. I came up with two. One NBA so far. I came up with the Spurs. I like them. I'm in on San Antonio. I like San Antonio tomorrow. We gave that out on Ring of Gambling. I am in on the Spurs, for sure. Right. And the other one, another dog, I took the uh, Mets. I'm going to go with the Mets tomorrow. Well, you got afternoon Mets. What What you get that at? I got them at plus 115. Ooh, all right. So you're getting plus money with the Mets. Third game, getaway game. Let me see a pitching matchup. Scherzer. It should be Scherzer. Scherzer and Noah. The only thing I'd say there, Jeff Money, that's going to be a very public spot, I think, for the Mets. Very public. Because you know people are going to want to bet Scherzer in that game. They're going to want to bet Scherzer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As far as, like, hockey, I'll probably look that over tomorrow if I like anything on that. So you're riding San Antonio. You're not taking the Charlotte-Atlanta game? That one... I wasn't sure. If I had to push that one, I'd probably go towards the dog. But, yeah, I'm probably just going to go with the Spurs, it looks like. it for the. Uh... Well, here's my problem with Atlanta. I like Charlotte in the game because Atlanta doesn't play any defense. Now, the fear is if Atlanta plays their best game, Jeff Money, appreciate it as always. If Atlanta plays their best game, they're going to smoke them. They're going to smoke them. I just don't know if Atlanta is capable of playing their best game. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. 
I'm not jogging. I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Just because you wrestle alligators for a living doesn't mean you should have the skin of one. Say goodbye to dry and cracked skin with Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash with vitamin B3. Made for 24-7 renewing moisturization with daily use. With scents of vanilla and shea, people will think you've taken up candle making as one of your hobbies. And there is nothing wrong with that. Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash. Shop Old Spice now. Morris is up next. He joins us. Morris, what's up, pal? What's going on, JJ? How's everything? Morris, doing great, man. Good night. A lot happening. Little Spotify Live. I'm, I'm. It's weird not calling this a green room, but a Spotify Live. I listen. It's, it's, it's good branding by the company. I see Alex Cooper. I see John Zestremski. So, uh. Our guy Muldowney's making shit happen. It's all good. What's up, dude? What's up? I just wanted to hit on a couple of things first with the Nets. Kyrie, I, all hats off to him. The guy, even though despite not playing more than half the games this season, just come in and does what he does best and gets just gets buckets whenever he wants to at the end of the day. And they have him and Kevin Durant, but my only issue with them is how you can't rely on Bruce Brown to be that guy to get 15 points a night throughout the playoffs. They need... Either A, Seth Curry, or B, Patty Mills to get a shot, God forbid, because Seth obviously going 0 for 4 tonight mean really a zero on both ends of the court. And Patty's a zero on defense, whether uh, on defense, and you only gave him six points tonight. One or the other's got to give them a little bit of something. I would agree with that. Um, And you look at Curry, he's clearly not right. And the issues he's having with the ankle are taking its toll. He was 0 for 4 today. He got an absolutely no rhythm. He's made it clear that he is not 100%. But with the injury to Joe Harris, they need something out of Curry. They need something out of Mills. And I don't think they're going to be able to win this series, Morris, against Boston if they're both zeros. Like, the Kyrie Durant show, it could win you a couple of games. Those two guys by themselves are not beating the Boston Celtics. I don't see it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them to beat the Celtics without any help. And then one um, couple of things on the Inks. One, why was Hicks playing left field and Judge playing center tonight? Uh, I think they're messing around with alignments. I, I think they're messing around with certain things. And uh, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. It's a little weird. I would agree with that, considering Aaron Hicks is primarily going to be your center fielder. But I think it's kind of early in the year. Let's try to get a feel for this. Okay. And then... Last thing, I fell in love with Josh Donaldson. The way he comes up. Guy's a badass, Morris. Listen, the team has way too many soft dudes on the on the roster. To have a guy who gives a shit, he's dropping F-bombs after striking out like he cares, dude. And it's obvious that he cares. It's a guy that you just want to root for at the end of the day. I think you mentioned it in one of your podcasts early in the season. This guy you hate to play against. And then it's a guy you love to have. He's really like an eight. And he brings a moxie like A.J. Burnett used to bring back in his day in 09 and 2010. 100% Morris. Listen, I think the Yankee fan is going to like Donaldson. The biggest question is, can Donaldson play a majority of the games? That's the million-dollar question. And I don't know if he can, but that's the key. Can he play enough games? Wow, it's always a special honor when you can welcome in a uh, candidate for office. The great Alex in Newark is running for office. Hey, buddy. Newark, let's go. I'm here. Uh, no, 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 I'm here. I give you this grand introduction. You're this political candidate now, and you're still with us here on, and they're not J Rooms anymore. It's now Spotify Live. We've rebranded. Listen, my I'll tell you what. If if I happen to be fortunate enough that the, the people send me to DC, one of the first things is I'm going to fix that. It took me, you know, it shows you my persistence to want to speak to you. God knows why. It took me about ten minutes to get this app figured out. Or you just had to refresh the app. Come on, come on, amateur, amateur, amateur. I'm not technology savvy. I'm old school. I knock on doors and shake. I get that. And kiss babies. Don't forget about that. Doing a lot of baby kissing. 
Hey, you know what? It's, it's, I don't, yes, yeah, I'm still a kisser of babies, even though in this day and age, uh, you might have to do it with a mask on, but, uh, yes, absolutely. 100%. Well, listen, you must be fired up. Your Sixers, let's be honest here, Newark. That's a tough first round series against Toronto. Very, very tough first round series. Buckle up, baby. So just, and, and yes, one, one very quick question. I just saw you on the SNN. Um, did you do that and then jump on the J room? Correct. I am currently right now in one of the edit rooms at SNN doing a J room as we speak, watching Minnesota and Los Angeles. And I'm dialed into you and your conversation. Yes, sir. And speaking of that game, have they, have they, recon- have they reconvened the game or are they still in the delay? No, they're playing. The, uh, the Timberwolves are down seven, which is not ideal because I laid three with Minnesota. So they got some work to do. Can Minnesota lost. I'm sorry. I thought you were. Oh, no. You were thinking Dodgers. You were thinking our baseball pool. Oh, your head's in the gutter. What else is no? Typical politician. I, that, but that, they're not going to screw us on that game, correct? That is eighth inning. We're, we're good to go. Seven one. If they bang the game due to weather, victory is ours. I would assume so. Yeah, that'd be a safe bet. Okay, very nice. So getting on, getting on to the 76ers. Here's the thing. They're all tough series, right? You, you, you look at all of them and, and you don't say any of them are like a super duper layup, right? So yes, the Raptors scare you. Yes, there's some history there. Um, you know, they're, uh, we're scarred from years of, you know, playoff, um, you know, uh, just, you know, being, uh, you know, letdowns against the Raptors last year, you know, was an abomination. So sure you're scared. I mean, 100% Harden, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to get? And if you don't get it, then you say, hey, what was that? You know, what did we exactly do that trade for? So, yeah, there's a lot riding on this. Now, I don't know where they need to go to say it was a success, but there's a lot riding here. You need to win this first round 100,000%. If not, you're thinking Doc Rivers. You're thinking, hey, there's a lot of things you're thinking. Alex, let me tell you something. The biggest fear I have in this series from a Philadelphia perspective, Nick Nurse is a tremendous head coach. Doc Rivers has been slipping the last couple of years. He had a terrible series last year against Atlanta. Um, he's had a lot of playoff chokes on his resume, including one last year against the Atlanta Hawks, the infamous one against the Houston Rockets. A lot of times he's been up in a series. He's let it slip away. Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse scares the living daylights out of me, dude. That would scare me if I'm a Sixer fan. Scare me. Yeah, and, and, and the Raptors are a team. You know, it's, it's not like us. They got dudes and they're tough. They're ballsy, dude. They are not going to. And you got to worry about your guy hoarding in this series. I think Embiid will be great. I'm not worried about Joel. I think he's going to get screwed out of the MVP, by the way. I think they're going to give it to Jokic for the second straight year. But the point being is this. Harden was brought that here. Would be one of the biggest robs in the. In, in- get ready. It's coming. Mark my words, Alex. It's coming. I think Joker. Yeah, because the numbers and the advanced stats are going to back up the Joker's candidacy. That's why I'm just telling you. Just telling you. Get ready. You're going to be bitching to me about that in about a eh, like a month. I expect this call from you. You will be bitching. Remember I said that. Remember I said that. That one bothers me. Not like I really care. You know what I mean? Whatever. But that one bothers me because he deserves it. I agree. He does. And he would have got it last year if he, if he didn't get hurt. If he didn't get hurt, he would have won the award last year, as far as I'm concerned. So, yes, I, I am excited. There, listen, and I think the good thing about the NBA this year in general is there's good teams, right? But there's not like one or two teams that you're saying 98% we're putting them in. It's going to be fun. Like, you know, I'm not saying the eight seed's going to go on a run to the NBA championship, but there's, there's decent balance. So it's going to be competitive series. There are a lot of teams that can win the title this year. I would say there are about three or four in the Eastern Conference. There are probably two in the Western Conference. Now, let's be fair. Phoenix is going to be the heavy favorite to get to the finals. I don't think Golden State's 100% right. I don't think Memphis is ready. Phoenix should absolutely get to the NBA Finals. The East, dude, are you going to be surprised if Miami's in a final? Are you going to be surprised if Milwaukee's in a final? Or your team or Brooklyn or Miami? A lot of competition in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be fantastic, bro. Fantastic. And that's and that's where I think you're going to look back at the regular season and say, hey, you know what? Now we're on the road. You know, it would have been better if we had that extra home game, et cetera, because that could be the little bit of a difference is, hey, you have game seven in in your building instead of now, you know, you're on the road in one of, in one of these tough buildings. Very, very quickly on the Yankees. Um, 
the uh, you know, it's funny. I just heard a few callers there as I was trying to figure this goddamn map out. And now everyone loves Donaldson, right? I know you did. I'm, I, and you're on board. Hey, you like, if he stays healthy, I love his toughness. I was the same way. But it's funny how a lot of people now have shifted their tune to, you know, because there was a lot of like, you know, we're on chats about it. You got calls about it. What did they do? This guy, they paid 25 million for a guy that's just age. You know, it's typical Yankees, right-handed, right-handed bat, whatever. And now everyone's falling in love with him because he's showing a little fight. So it's quickly how it, it's funny how quick the tune can change. That's how it goes in New York. When you play a certain style, it's easier for the fan base to embrace you. Like Gallo, for example is a guy the Yankee fan base is never going to embrace because he hits for no batting average, he strikes out a ton, and his game isn't easy on the eyes. Alex, you think about grinders on those 90s Yankees teams. Donaldson has, and LeMayu has it too, that sort of intensity that they bring to the ballpark day in and day out, Yankee fans are going to fall in love with that. They're going to eat that shit up, dude. You know that. And, and you know, I, I cannot stand him. I am not a Hicks guy at all. And listen, it's too early to say anything about, about a, 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 um, a person's season, how they're going to do or not do. But I think if a guy needed a home run, if a guy needed to make a contribution for someone that was supposed to be the center fielder for the New York Yankees. And now on yes, post game, they're talking that he's sort of fighting for his spot on everyday starter. You know, if a guy needed an early season game three, game four, game five, big contribution, it was him. You nailed it. Excellent point, Newark. Great call as always, my man. Hicks got to hit the play. Again, the Yankees' best lineup is with either Hicks or Gallo on the bench. So you know what? One of those guys got to go and flat out play. Let's head to Washington Heights. The legend himself, Hector, is up next. Hello, Hector. How we doing, baby? Hey, how you doing, brother? It's been a minute, man. Yes, it has, Hector. It's good hearing your voice. What's up, kid? Same, same. I actually just wanted to ask you a question because I was uh, a little taken aback today. I was surprised. Um, you know, as most Mets fans, you know, like uh, Dom Smith a lot. And was upset when they, they tried that, that, that asinine trade with the Padres. I was glad that fell through. But, you know, the season has started now, and it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of playing time. And in particular today, I was surprised he wasn't in the lineup. And looking at it, you know, he has good numbers against Wheeler. You know, I was just surprised he wasn't in the lineup. But I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe it's time for them to really trade this guy. And, and, and I'm just wondering, what kind of value do you think he has at the moment? Like, is it worth trading him now? Um, and, and what do you think they could get for, for someone like Dom Smith right now? You know, it's a good question. It's, it, it's very tough to gauge in April when you're talking about trade value? Because let's be honest, not a lot of trades are made, Hector, this time of the year. Um, It looked like that trade was about to go down with the Padres. I hated it. I was right there with you because I'm not a fan of Chris Paddock, and I didn't think Chris Paddock made sense for this Met team. I'm glad they didn't go in that direction. But look, the problem Dom runs into, his best position is what? First base. And Pete Alonso wants to play first base. He thinks he hits a lot better when he plays first base. He feels more comfortable when he's at first base. He's going to get a majority of the reps at first. Now, my counter to that, Hector, would be the Mets' best lineup, if Dom's going to be in there, Alonzo should be the designated hitter. Now, tonight, I thought it was a good night to get him in the lineup. I was surprised he was not in the lineup. Ends up working out. It was not a great night for the Mets' bats. Nimmo, Lindor, the bullpen, and McGill do enough. And you get a much-needed win. After losing Sunday and then losing Monday the way that you did, you don't want that snowballing, dude. So to go and get that, good sign. Very, very good sign. Oh, no, no, absolutely. You take the W, you know, for real. <laughs> the last two days, and especially last night, it was more like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. It's going to be another season of this nonsense. You know, especially because I've been a little down on Lugo. I've been down on Lugo. I'm not a, a huge Lugo fan, and, <laughs> and, I, and I don't really like me. I think May is a home run where you're happy, you know. And, you know, he got hurt last night. It wasn't like he had a tough time. He had a good inning or whatever. So, give him a pass on that. Um, but definitely, for sure, needed the victory tonight. It's just that I just I, I guess I kind of feel bad for them now at the same time. And I'm just wondering if we're just going to have him buried on the bench. Because, you know, they talk about all this analytics stuff. So, if you look at analytics, you look at the numbers, however you want to look at it. I would think tonight is the night to get him in the lineup. And when he's not in there, it's like, okay, either they just don't like don't like him or like, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm trying to figure well, it out. Well, Hector, it's very simple. 
He's the odd man out currently, and he's got to make the most of his opportunities. It's as simple as that. It's like Aaron Hicks with the Yankees. He's got to go and make the most of his opportunities if he's going to be in the lineup. Case closed. Simple as that. They look at his numbers so far in the season, and, you know, he had this hot spring training, but the limited chances he's gotten, yeah, he hasn't made too much of it. So, yeah, that, 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 that definitely hasn't helped him. But like you said, it's, it's April. It's early. I, I'm just thinking ahead and, and still thinking that, you know, we might need some help in the bullpen. I don't know. Oh, without a doubt. Hector, without a doubt, if you're going to tell me right now the biggest weakness for the Mets and what I think it's going to be over the next couple of months, it is in your bullpen. That's why you need guys like Drew Smith to step up. That's why you need reliable Edwin Diaz. And you mentioned this earlier. Good call as always. Lugo scares me. The Lugo we saw a couple of years ago is not that guy. Mets and Buck got to figure out what that back end is going to be. And right now, there's a lot of moving parts. Tell you this, I don't want to see Jolie Rodriguez against the right-handed bat anytime soon. That's for sure. Let's head to Kenny in Staten Island. The great Kenny. What's up, buddy? What's going on, JJ? Kenny, how are you, pal? What's up, dude? My, my Mets are off to a decent start. But what scares me about them, you're right, the bullpen. And I just don't think they have enough pop in that lineup. You know, you're going to need a three-run homer here and there, especially when you're going up against the Phillies when the weather gets warm. The ball starts flying out. You know, the Mets outfield, uh, I know Nimmo hit one tonight, but I just don't see the pop in the lineup there. And and the other thing that scares me, they don't have a catcher that could hit. Nito. But how many teams do, though, Kenny? Let's be honest. How many teams do? Maybe about five in baseball? And I know they could have signed Riamuto, and I know that's the argument. I know that's the point. There aren't a lot of teams that are featuring big-time hitting catchers. No, I guess I got spoiled with uh, Piazza. You did get spoiled with the big guy. Yeah, you sure did. You sure did. And to, to make a little money tomorrow, I'm going to go Met Yankee parlay. I'm going to go. What, what Did you see an opening line for the Yankees yet? No, but I know I know they're like minus 140. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll bank my money on Cole and Scherzer. You know, if I'm going to go down, I'm going down to two best pitches in New York that are on the field right now. I know the Grom's banged up, but uh, I'm going to bank it on the two best pitches on each team. A New York. Aces Wednesday parlay, Kenny. I wish that luck, bro. I wish that luck. A pocket, a- hey, listen, pocket aces, got to play them strong, brother. Appreciate the call as always. Got to play them strong. Let's head to Charlie in Elmhurst. What's up, Charlie? Hey, JJ, what's happening? I'm just- Charlie, how are you, my friend? What's up, dude? I'm just going to come back and I've seen watching you on TV right now, so. There you go. A lot of JJ in your life. Uh, my blue suit, I'm in the edit room at SNY. Chan, with you. Life is good. What's up, Charlie? All right, so, well, a couple things, like, I didn't like on this Yankee team. Uh, this Yankee team, I don't know, they won. I mean, it's, I mean, couldn't, couldn't lose this game tonight because, I mean, after, so far, I like the fact that, well, first thing on the like part, I like the fact they shut down, uh, so far they have shut down, I don't know how they shut down, shutting down Guerrero and Bichette, one for 16 combined. That's that's good, but I don't think they're not going to, they, they hope they contain the, the rest of the next two games, so. The things that I don't like about this is that, yes, I agree with Cortez. And, um, I mean, give him, give him five minutes, please. Come on. I mean, you got five more games. Like, you don't want to cook the bullpen up come July and August. And, JJ, man, I'm going to tell you, I hope it's not a recurring thing, but Luis Rojas in that first inning. Yeah, that was a terrible send. Uh, Charlie, it wasn't nearly as bad as Phil Nevin at Fenway Park last year in October. It wasn't nearly as egregious. But not an ideal thing. Not an ideal thing. That's the first one. So I'm counting on. So I'm counting. So you better not. I love that we're keeping a tally on this. That's well played, Charlie. So we got one right now. One bad cent for Louis Rojas. Okay. And JJ, I'm going to tell you tomorrow. I know it's just, what, game six of the season? But my goodness, I Cole, after that Billy Crystal bullshit excuse, he better show up, man. Yeah, give me a good start. Listen. Yeah, and I don't want to put too much emphasis on, like you just said, game six of the regular season because it is game six of 162. But the idea of Cole pitching poorly against the Blue Jays and the Red Sox last year, not getting off to a great start against Boston, and now going up against the Blue Jays, I can't have this big game with Garrett Cole shellac and he's given up six runs in four innings. That's not going to sit well with me, dude. It's just not. Uh, yeah, that, it's not. It's, I mean, 
especially Charlie when Tyone and Cortez have pitched the way that they have. I mean, yeah. I mean, two. Uh, I mean, two of the like uh, unlikely like starters on this on the team. I know Justin Fall and Park not a lot with Tyone, but he pitched well. No, give Tyone credit. I thought the stuff was really good yesterday. I thought it was really good yesterday, and I love Nestor. I love Nestor, and I get the idea that they don't want to have their starters going too deep into these games. They did not have a lengthy spring training, but man, the bottom of the order, he's at like 68 pitches. Booney, I haven't even killed you for anything so far this year. Let the guy pitch, for goodness sakes. Please, at least let him finish the inning again in a little trouble. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be paying attention tomorrow. Uh, what's your, like, uh, before I get out of here, what's your, I'm probably going to do it like a, you know, a couple legs, like, what is that series in winners on the NBA, NBA playoffs this first round? I like the Bucks. Uh, minus games though, Charlie, you don't want to weigh like minus 1100. You don't want to be doing that. Yeah. But, 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 but together, like, you know, Bucks. Yeah. They're going to win. They're going to win that series in four or five against Chicago. I would agree. Four or five. Four or five. Bucks, Phoenix, uh, I think uh, Memphis. Uh, I even their like younger team, but I still believe that. I mean, John. I mean that that team. I mean, they won. They won without a lot of games without John Morant. So uh, I like that. I like that team. Be careful though, if Memphis ends up getting the Clippers. And right now, my bet is not looking good. I have Minnesota laying three. They're down eight with eight minutes to go. Not looking good, Charlie. Appreciate the call. It's not looking good. Clippers, that's a grinded out, gritty team. They will give the Grizzlies a difficult series. That will not be an easy series. Remember I said that. My man Scotty's not going to let me down. Right, Scotty? Scotty's not going to let me down. JJ, uh, first of all, I hope Alex Newark wins. I'm not. I'm living in Newark, but listen, bro. I, I don't even think he's running in Newark. I, I, you, you have to find him on Twitter. I'm sure you can find him on Twitter. It's, uh, somebody will alert you to where uh, Alex in Newark is running for office. I don't even know. So one quick thing about the Yankees. I know we're like five games into the season, but this offense sometimes is just, it's like watching the Star Wars sequel trilogy. It's brutal, and it's like I don't want to watch it, but, you know, it's bad. Yeah, let's say early in the year, though, Scotty. That's the one thing I'd say about offense. When you're playing a lot of games in cold weather, Look at the runs scored in these games. You're not getting a ton of runs throughout the sport. So let's not get nuts with the offense early in the year. They had a bad day on Sunday. They left a zillion runners on base. They did not have a good game yesterday against Manoa. But, hey, today, dude, to their credit, they did exactly what they needed to do. They found a way. They found a way. Yeah, the last Jedi is terrible. But, yeah, I mean, just... You know, I think, you know, Garrett Cole, I mean, I'm just... Will you be in on Kenobi, though? Kenobi looks good. You know, I hated the Boba Fett series because it, it just didn't feel like Boba Fett. I mean, the actor who played him, like, he, I know he played Django Fett, but he's kind of old. He's like he's like 61 years old. He, looked, he did his best for what he did, for what they gave him. But the Kenobi series, I mean, I don't know. I, I, just... I like McGregor. I think McGregor's good. McGregor's good. Does a good job. I think with him it'd be okay, but Disney just completely killed Star Wars for me. I mean, Disney's a disaster. I mean, but that's just, you know. Listen, it's corporate, Scotty. It is what it is. These corporations are going to make money off of Star Wars and Marvel until the cows come home. I mean, listen, Marvel, the Marvel movies are, are off the rails. I saw a Spider-Man movie finally. So fantastic. So good. I can't wait to see Doctor Strange in a little bit. Can't wait. Leo joins us. What's up, Leo? Leo. Leo, I see. You got to unmute that mic. Refresh and unmute. Let's go. Going once. Going twice. I'm going to give Leo one more shot. All right, Leo's gone. All right, my last call. We went longer than expected. You guys are really good. John, take two. Let's go, Johnny. Here we go. I figured it out. You figured it yeah, out. Genius. genius. I, I got to defend. I, I got to defend Luis Rojas. He was holding Donaldson up tonight. Donaldson went on his own. Did he? I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. Because it was a bad send. I did not see that, John. I had 10 zillion things going on. I, the, the Yankee game was on my TV. I had the Met game going. I had the Net game going. I see A-Rod, by the way, with some hot blonde. I mean, A-Rod. A-Rod is the gift that keeps on giving. They show him in the Timberwolf game. He's fired up. He's got the hot blonde next to him. A-Rod, baby, with the hot blonde. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Living his best life. 
Um, I, I actually, I also, I want to disagree with the last caller about the Yankees offense. I think they've, you know, the past you know, Sunday and Monday sucked, but if you look at like even some of their outs, they're hitting the shit out of the ball right now. Well, they did on Sunday. They had nothing to show for it. Sunday was bad luck, bro. They had absolutely nothing to show for it. They had bad at bats yesterday, though. Bad at bats yesterday. But listen, you're going to have that over the course of 162 games. The concern now to me, John, is, okay, Hicks and Gallo, can you get production? And then catcher and shortstop. Can you get anything out of catcher and shortstop? Yeah, Higgy's had some really rough at bats so far. This Well, it's amazing because the ball was a beach ball in spring training. I mean, the guy couldn't make out in spring training. Yeah, and then the second accounts, he's just looked. Tonight, he had some nice at-bats, but other than that, it's looked, it looked pretty rough for him. But, like, even if you look at some of Judge's outs, he's been hitting the ball. He's had two robbed home runs so far this season. Yeah, and remember, remember, when the weather heats up, a lot of these balls, John, that are warning track power, they are going to be flying out of Yankee Stadium. Fine. All right. I lied. I lied. Well, I'm going to take two more before we say goodbye. Will joins us. What's up, Will? Will, with that cute dog there, what's happening? Come on, Will. I see you. Unmute. Let's go. Give you one more shot. Going once. Going twice. All right, Will's gone. All right, now I'm not lying. Let's call the show. Leo joins us. What's up, Leo? Hey, JJ, can you hear me? Leo, now I got you. What's up, pal? Beautiful. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Listen, JJ, great night for New York sports. Heartbreaking night for the city of New York. I send my love from Washington State. Very scary situation in Brooklyn. That's my borough now. I live in Brooklyn. Um, I, I don't think I've ever heard that many sirens before in my life. I hope anybody who was involved is doing okay. I'm sure that's, like, beyond traumatic. I don't even know how you respond. I don't know how you, like, deal with your daily life when you're dealing with something like that. Uh, and everybody who helped calm down a situation, our police officers, our firefighters, can't thank them enough. No question. Absolutely, JJ. Anyways, a couple of uh, positive thoughts here about the Mets starting off the season pretty well. Um, to me, this rotation, as it is now, seems better than last year's rotation with DeGrom. Even with DeGrom injured this year, I think this rotation is a lot better. You have a solid closer, but like some callers said earlier, not a lot in between. They lost Aaron Loop. They lost Miguel Castro. Um, and I think the two things that are really going to plague this team is the bullpen and injuries. The, the bullpen, Leo, is going to need at least another arm or two. Now, I think what's going to be important for Buck Walter is to try to figure out who do I trust, who's not in that equation. That's what April and May are for. The starting rotation, I do believe, Leo, is going to take a lot of the pressure off the guys in the bullpen. But when we're talking in July, the Mets will be in on at least a reliever or two. At least. All right, this is going to be a fun finish to the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Uh, this was fun. I mean, we killed it. You guys almost an hour rocking and rolling. We're back on Thursday with a New York, New York pod. And we'll be mixing more of these in throughout the next playoff run. Maybe we'll have some fun with the NFL draft. So Spotify Live, refresh that app. If you haven't done it, refresh it. It's easy. And away we go. Great work by everybody. Can't thank you enough. This will be posted as a pod if you missed it. Take it out. Be good, everybody.